So happening now, Rudy Giuliani is on his way to Georgia to surrender. The former New York City mayor once served as a lawyer for Donald Trump, literally helping him right into two impeachments and holding court at Four Seasons Landscaping. Now Giuliani himself faces the most charges along with Trump for trying to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia. He said this moments before boarding a plane. I don't know if I plead today, but if I do, I plead not guilty. And I get photographed, isn't that nice? A, a mugshot for the man who probably put the worst criminals of the 20th century in jail. You find a prosecutor who has a better record of mine in the last hundred years, I bet you don't, or a mayor. And they're, gonna, they're going to they're gonna degrade themselves by doing a mugshot of me. Like, people will recognize me. And now, of course, they can fingerprint me, but I've been fingerprinted 150 times, so. This will turn out exactly like the FBI search turned out. They're lying, I'm telling the truth. They're destroying my right to counsel, my right to be a lawyer. They're destroying his right to counsel. It's not accidental that they've indicted all his lawyers. Never heard of that before in America. Now they've indicted people in this case. I don't even know who they are. These are just regular people making a normal living. They're going to bankrupt them. They won't convict them. Once Giuliani gets to Georgia, he is expected to go first to the DA's office to discuss his bond agreement. Once a deal is struck, he could then go directly to jail and not collect $200, although that would be useful to him because he seems to be having issues paying for his defense. Caitlin Polans is live outside the courthouse. About to be a lot more going on in Georgia, Caitlin. Of course, John, uh, this morning we are awaiting the arrival of Rudy Giuliani now that he is in the air or on the road at least to get to Georgia today. And what we're expecting is that Giuliani wants everything to be taken care of that he needs to do to respond to this criminal indictment. He wants it all to happen today. He wants his bond negotiation to happen and have that set and done. And then he also wants to go to the jail and be arrested, apparently, uh, according to the reporting that we've put together here at CNN on what his intentions are. The reason for that is because he wants to get it done before Donald Trump would be coming into town tomorrow. There is a lot of questions around their relationship, how it is existing right now, if they are going to be taking the same approach to this case and other investigations around January 6th, like the federal investigation. But it is a really big moment for Rudy Giuliani to be coming here as perhaps one of the most well-known former prosecutors in America uh, and obviously one of the most well-known people among the people charged in this case among the 19 except for maybe Donald Trump himself. We have seen more than half of the people who were indicted in this case already go through their bond negotiations. We're starting to see them turn themselves in, be arrested, having mugshots taken even. And so Rudy Giuliani will be one of the next ones to put on that list really important to see exactly how it goes for him today because he's had a couple hard weeks where even money has been difficult for him to come by to fight some of these cases. No, absolutely. How he is paying for his defense, very much an issue right now. We will be following the former mayor's movements. Caitlin, keep us posted. Thank you very much. Uh, Sarah. Overnight, two more of Donald Trump's co-defendants surrendered to the Fulton County Jail in Georgia. Both were key players in the fake elector plot in that state. If you're keeping count, that's now four co-defendants who have been booked and processed. The 15 who remain 
including Donald Trump, of course, have until noon on Friday to turn themselves in. Kathy Latham is the former chair of the Coffee County Republican Party. She faces nearly a dozen charges. Latham was one of the individuals who falsely tried to certify Donald Trump as the winner of the 2020 presidential election in Georgia. And David Schaefer is the former chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. He faces eight charges for his role in organizing and participating in that fake elector plot. CNN's Nick Valencia is outside the Fulton County Jail. Nick, uh, it's going to be a busy next couple of 48 hours. You have 15 more people, including the former president, who have to turn themselves in. What's the latest? Sarah, there has been a lot of activity outside the Fulton County Jail, and we expect more major developments today with the expected arrival of Rudy Giuliani. But it was overnight that David Schaefer, the former GOP chairman here in the state of Georgia, turned himself in. He was charged and indicted in this case for his role in organizing the Trump campaign's slate of fake electors. Of course, those 16 individuals tried to subvert the Electoral College and say that Trump won the state of Georgia when he really lost. So Schaefer has said in a court filing that he acted at the direction of the incumbent president, as well as other federal officials. And in addition to Schaefer, we also saw Kathy, uh, Kathy Latham. She is the former chairman of rural Coffee County's GOP party, and she was charged as well for being a fake elector, as well as her role in the illegal accessing of voting data in rural Coffee County. Uh, Latham has said that she was not personally involved in that breach. And look, Sarah, it is very interesting because we've been talking to defense attorneys in Fulton County who tell us that their clients in the past who have had bond, much like these defendants, have shown up at this uh, facility and have waived their first appearance by signing that bond or agreeing to that bond. But at best, the process takes hours or at worst, it could take several days. These defendants have been in and out in about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. The Fulton County Sheriff has said that he's going to treat everyone equally, including these defendants in the subversion case. We should see if that applies to the former president when he is surrendering or expected to surrender sometime on Thursday. Sarah. Nick Valencia, thank you. We've been looking at live pictures of the Fulton County Jail, and then that is the courthouse there as we are waiting for the rest of uh, the folks that are charged to be uh, processed and mugshots taken. Okay. In moments after his arrest and booking, co-defendant and former Trump attorney John Eastman, he spoke to reporters outside the jail. Listen to this. I'm here today to surrender to an indictment that should never have been brought. I am confident that when the law is faithfully applied in this proceeding, all of my co-defendants and I will be fully vindicated. Do you still think the election was stolen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Still. No question. No so question in my mind. Joining me now, CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig. So that is John Eastman there. I want to play something also from one of his attorneys on uh, Aaron Burnett's show last night because it's an interesting legal argument in defense that they might now start starting be starting to set up. Listen. His role was 100% that of a lawyer trying to come up with creative ideas that push the margin of the law uh, in order to reverse the Electoral College count. So he's unique. He is on trial for being a lawyer who was coming up with creative ideas. So he's testing out a theory, pushing the boundaries, but not doing anything illegal. What is he trying to do here? Well, it is correct to say that bad lawyering is not a crime. Bad lawyering cannot be a crime. Aggressive lawyering, you know, reaching for a legal argument. I mean, lawyers do that all the time, and, and it would really be a problem if that was a crime. 
the problem with what we just heard mm -hmm. Mr. Silverglate say is it sort of is an end run around what the prosecutors are alleging, which is that he crossed the line. John Eastman crossed the line, first of all, by one at one point allegedly submitting false information to a court knowingly. That could cross the line. And the other thing they allege is that John Eastman was a key player in the whole fake elector scheme and having people gather and falsely certify we are the duly elected electors for Donald Trump and then sending those documents into the archives. So the bad lawyering part is part of the story, but I don't think that's the crime. It should not be the crime. And prosecutors have to prove something more than that. What isn't so clear is where that line, is it clear to you where the line is? Yeah, I think the line is between making a theory that's aggressive or novel. Look, losing 9-0 in the Supreme Court, not a crime. Making an argument that you believe will lose 9-0 in the Supreme Court, also not a crime. Your job as a lawyer is what's the best argument I can make on my client's behalf? Yeah. And even if you make an argument that's inappropriate, maybe you get sanctioned by the ethics of bar of the court or something like that, but a criminal matter is a different thing. You have to show, as a prosecutor, beyond a reasonable doubt, conduct that was criminal. And knowingly submitting false information to a court could go to that. Also, I mean, Mr. Silverglade just said the goal here was to reverse the electoral college. So if you can prove that a lawyer was using the legal process to try to achieve an illegal end, mm. that can get you there too. Let's talk about Mark Meadows for a second also. He's asking in a new filing that a federal judge stop the local DA, stop Fonnie Willis from seeking his arrest in state charges as we're seeing all, all play out this week um, because they're waiting for a decision on whether or not the, his, his case will be moved from state court into federal court. Why? So Meadows, Jeffrey Clark, and probably at some point Donald Trump will all argue we were federal officials acting within the scope of our, our federal jobs. Therefore, the case should be moved over to federal court. That will be heard. It's in the process of being yeah. heard and decided by the federal court. It'll take weeks. What Meadows is asking here that I think he has no shot on is, and Judge, while we're waiting, I want you to pause my surrender date. Mm -hmm. Give me extra time to surrender. I don't think there's much chance that a federal judge is going to get involved in that level of micromanaging the logistics and nuances of when a person surrenders. I think the federal judge will say, I'm going to hear your case. I'm going to hear your briefing. I'm going to rule. But I'm not going to get involved in who surrenders when down in Fulton County. 